Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the new Mad on Mad podcast. We're now just a clip show where we play clips and do funny things with those clips. This is my Bye. co-host, Matt Beery. Hello, everybody. Coming to you from the NPR Fresh Air Studios, welcome to the Matt on Matt Clip Show. Today, we will be taking you through several clips that we have found to be very interesting through the internet. It's true. We are in Philadelphia, where Terry Gross records her show in a closet. Terry Gross is locked inside of said closet, never to return to the airwaves. Surrounded by acoustic foam. Dave Davies is trapped in the bathroom masturbating. We are now... <laughs> all right. All right. I don't Sorry. know why. I don't <laughs> know why. character. I did too. <laughs> I realized uh, it wasn't really going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We were just going to shit on NPR for a while. Like, wait a minute. I don't, I don't, I don't want to make fun of Terry Gross too bad, too much. <laughs> I do, I do love Terry Gross. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, hey, everybody, welcome back to the Matt on Matt podcast. Oh. After a couple of weeks on our bi-weekly schedule. Mm-hmm. And, to- got- and today, what do we got for you, Matt? We have got <laughs> a litany of things. Yeah, we have a great show lined up for you. This is a clip show now. This is a stunt show now. This is uh, uh, this is you know a pop culture podcast yet again. We're back, baby. Don't ever fucking doubt us. Oh, the Matt on Matt podcast, bringing back the pop, bringing back the culture. We did about three episodes of. Uh, Jumping off the roof type of shit. Yeah, it was getting pretty dark. (laughs) But we're both feeling pretty ranchy, raunchy, randy. (laughs) I'm feeling pretty ranchy. I'm feeling pretty ranchy. Some mayo, (laughs) some mayo, some dill, some pepper and lime. (laughs) Oh, As a boy from Texas, don't get between me and my ranch. Look, I will never eat vegetables unless they're coated in mayonnaise. (laughs) But it's I'm still feeling healthy, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's our first T-shirt. <laughs> that on that podcast, I'm feeling ranchy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just an image of a celery stick getting dipped into mayonnaise. <laughs> God damn it! I don't know why I keep saying mayonnaise. I think it's because we were talking about John Legend earlier. <laughs> 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 what you call them the mayonnaise of music yeah it's just like it goes fine with everything and you never really notice it until someone tells you it's there <laughs> got a super hot wife um <laughs> right just like mayonnaise <laughs> and an egot just like mayonnaise <laughs> just like mr hellman uh, <laughs> well yeah, we're gonna bring you a couple of clips that we found this week that holy shit <laughs> i died i was laughing hysterically when matt sent these to me i say we found him he found him shared them with me and brother <laughs> oh, they're pretty great um that's in our next segment though we have some breaking news before we get to the clips some breaking news uh former subject of the podcast chris delia 
um, recently canceled uh, creep slash pedophile, I guess. Um, uh, alleged. Alleged. It's alleged, but, you know, screenshots are screenshots. Um, and I totally believe it. <laughs> yeah, it's alleged, and I totally believe it. And I'm also not going to be serving on his jury if there ever is one. So, um, there you go. Uh, so it doesn't really matter what I think, Chris. Um, but the long and he, short of it is Netflix mm-hmm. has canceled a planned Crystalia prank show. And I'm totally fine with this because I cannot think of anything that I need less in this world than a Crystalia prank show. It's pretty uh, remarkable what a bad idea that was from the outset. <laughs> um Mainly because Chris Delia is definitely like your low rent Ashton Kutcher, um, and so which, which who was a low rent Jamie Kennedy. Look, the the prank show is while I love it and do laugh at prank shows, I do feel like in this day and age, who the pranks have been done. Yeah, like who gives a shit? What are you gonna do that I haven't seen before? Especially with somebody like him. Yeah. who has no discernible talent. Like right. the man is not funny. No, he's not. He, he makes high he makes he makes um comedy for high schoolers. Yeah. And unfunny high schoolers at that. Like he makes comedy for people that are the class clowns. <laughs> I was thinking more so he makes comedy for the kids that get laid in high school who are like like they peak in high school. But I will posit that those are the class clowns, at least in my experience. A lot of class clowns were jocks at my school. Oh, they really? Were, oh, yeah. They were all loud. I was not a class clown at all, except for, like, a few classes where I was friends with the teacher. But, like, uh, but like otherwise, I, I never really messed around. I mean, I mean, I did mess around a lot, but but not like other kids. I don't know. Yeah, at least in my no experience. Means- I was no means the class clown. I had some good one-liners here and there. Yeah. Um, I grew up in a much different environment. And we've had this conversation before. And I mean this as a complete and total compliment. The class clowns in my high school were the black kids in class. Because they were the funniest (laughs) people on the face of the fucking planet. Some of the shit that they said, (laughs) I've never heard come out of the best comedian's mouths on the face of the planet. you couldn't fucking compete. Yeah. You couldn't fucking compete. Right. <laughs> See, Mike Birbiglia has an old joke from whenever I think I was in high school where he was just like, you know, I wasn't really the class clown. I, The class clown in my experience was always the guy that just like punched people in the stomach and called them gay. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like, fucking all hell for bigs. I love and that's, that man. And that's exactly who Chris Delia makes comedy for is yep. people like that. Like, and so the idea that he is, he got CAA kicked him to the curb. And now, oh, Netflix, really? Oh, yeah. CAA kicked him to the curb like, like, three days after all that came out. Oh shit. That's the biggest comedy representation. Like that's, that's like getting dropped from. Have you ever been fucking, to No, C- there's no comparison. Have you ever been to CAA like in New York? No. Yeah, Where I, it? It's in uh, the Chrysler building and I did a reading there once Ooh. of a, of a 
for a Broadway show and, or like a potentially Broadway show. Um, and, uh, <laughs> it's intense, bro. Let me just tell you, like I walked in there and I was like, like I was, I had just, you know, I'd been bartending all night the night before I was a fucking wreck. Uh, I did well. I did well. I always, I always do well. Not always, but I usually do very well. And I did I'm well in, in this house. And I did well in this reading, but I was just like blown away at how alert everyone was in CAA. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's just They're- like, hi, who are you? How are you? Where have you been? Who are you going? What are you doing today? Who are you reading with? Blah, 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 blah. And I was just kind of like, and then, but then they're like, right this way. And, and you walk in and it just looks like kind of like a normal office and everything's, you know, but everything's very clean, lots of subway tile. And then they just open a door and it's this enormous conference room with, with just like an endless supply of bottles of water and, and pencil sharpeners. There was like four pencil sharpeners in one room. And like, it was just, it was, it's amazing. It's an amazing fucking like place that they have there. And oh, dude, um, I mean, they're like the biggest agency in the country, but yeah. like they're, 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 um, so it makes sense that it's like that, but it was, I, like, I just suddenly felt like, Oh my God. Uh, this is way different than downtown theater. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, as much as disdain as I harbor for corporate America, dude, the offices can be so badass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. I've been in some amazing offices in New York city. Unfortunately, <laughs> I've never gotten to do a reading at an agency like that. I, all the readings I've done have been at one of the guilds, the writer's guild, director's guild, stuff. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I did, which, I did. Which are cool. The Directors Guild is I've been there. That's on that's on Sixth Ave, right? Kind of downtown. Uh, I'm talking about the Directors Guild up on up by the Directors Guild Theater. Okay. Because there's the Directors Guild movie theater that has an attached like meeting area. It's not the main office of the DGA. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't okay. been to the one you're talking about. But then the Writers Guild is like in Times Square. Oh. Ugh. Yeah. But the, I mean, cool little place. They got <laughs> bro, a cafe in the lobby. <laughs> bro, how old were you when you realized that Times Square is called Times Square because that's where the New York Times is located? I think it was when I was like 18 and I was here my first time on a double decker tour bus. Oh, yeah, <laughs> totally. Me too. That's totally when I realized it. Not after I had moved away from the city. (laughs) Really? Well, okay, no, but it was definitely while I was there. I just never thought about it. I was just like, this is Times Square. This is the the hellhole. This is, it used to be called Logan Square. But uh, they changed the name for some reason, and that reason is not at all obvious or easily looked up, so... Um, <laughs> yeah, the main building on yeah. 42nd Street, the, tri- the triangular building, was the New York Times headquarters. Right, and they're still there, aren't they? No, they're a block over now. Oh. That building Whatever. is all electronics to run the signs now. Wow. Yeah. You know, I when, uh, uh, whenever we did our showcase back in 2011, I stole a notebook out of the Walgreens there. You piece of dog shit. Eh, I needed to take notes. I thought we were I actually think I remember college. you telling me about that. See, I was weird and I had already graduated college, so I didn't realize I was going to have to be taking notes. 
and um, <laughs> didn't bring any sort of school supplies with me or anything. I was just like, yeah, here's my scripts. I'll go do my monologue. I'll talk to these people. And then they were like, Matt, you, you need to bring notes, things to take notes with tomorrow. And it was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever. And the notebook was like, and the notebook was like $7. And I was like, I am not paying $7 for a fucking like moleskin notebook. Moleskin. Like go fuck yourself. Times, go fuck yourself. Times square. Not moleskin, but you know what I mean? These, these things, the composition books. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. When you said moleskin, I was thinking like the naked mole rat. I was thinking like it was made out of ball sack. That'd be a nice. That see, that's a nice uh, notebook. Now, so I'd pay seven dollars for that. That's soft, pay, supple. Yeah, yeah, and it, you know, it, it's absorbent. Um, Big time. Big time. <laughs> These boys absorb a lot. You know, but what isn't absorbent is Chris Delia's career. It holds <laughs> no water, and we dance on your grave. We dance. <laughs> Shots fired. I don't give a flying fuck about Chris D'Elia. About four years ago, he was uh, somebody, he put out a special. And a lot of people were coming up to me saying, you got to watch this. It's so great. It's so great. I should have realized in the moment that the people that were telling me to watch this were a bunch of like dude bros who aren't funny. Yeah. My old job. (laughs) <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. you know, the type you hang around some of them. There's a couple of them that are more like us. Like you met Justin. He's like us. He's cool. He's nice. There, no, there was, there were some good guys, but then I also met yeah, some man. other guys there and yeah. they are not good guys. They were assholes. Oh, and they were the ones coming up to me like, yo, Matt, you're an actor, right? You got to watch Chris D'Elia. They got this like warped view of what being an actor means. They're like, Dude. oh, you're an actor. So you do stand up, right? Tell me about it. Whenever I first moved to New York, everybody. So when are you going to audition for SNL? It's I'm like not a fucking sketch comedian. It's like never. <laughs> I, I like like I don't really want to do. I mean, I guess it would. I mean, who doesn't want to be on SNL? But like, that's not my wheelhouse. Stop and asking me that. And I don't think I have the skill set. Like, sure, I could be funny in sketches. Absolutely. I, yeah. I'd be good care. I'm a good character guy, but I don't have the wheelhouse to be a member of that cast because I'm not a fucking prolific writer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you really need to be one in order to work yeah. there. You need I can't to know crank how to out write. 10 sketches a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, and it's crazy to me that. I don't know. It was just so weird. I guess it was, I guess it's because like I am a smart ass. And so everybody was just like, you're going to do it. You're going to do comedy when you're in New York. And I was just like, no dude, I'm going to be in like band versions of Arthur Miller plays and stuff. <laughs> like <laughs> My entire, gonna make every, my entire theatrical career pretty much consisted of doing all comedy for the most part, some dramas here and there, um, which the dramas actually really helped me with the comedy. The comedies really helped me with the dramas. Um, Cause when you can be grounded in absolutely ridiculous circumstances, it makes it easy to be grounded in dramatic, realistic circumstances. But I think because all I ever did was comedy growing up, everybody just thinks of SNL like, oh, you're an actor and you go be funny. On They don't realize what all goes into being a part of SNL. Right. Which sounds like a fucking nightmare. 
It sounds, I mean, everyone, I, every time I've ever read anything about auditioning for SNL, like working at SNL, it just sounds awful. I don't know. Especially for how much or how little you get paid. It's just kind of like, I don't like, I don't want, I mean, number one, everyone, you are now going to be shit on no matter what you do. Oh my God. Yes. Like, like you're never going to be a good guy ever again because there's nothing but a bunch of people that didn't get the job that are really resenting you. And to be fair, a lot of SNL really sucks because it's damn near impossible to put on a brand new show within a week's time every week. That's, that's, you know, quality every time. Yeah. You know, and now, and I'm not saying impossible that this task. is, yeah, it's very impossible to shit job. Um, when you think about the expectations of it, um, I think that given the expectations of it and how the show's set up, I think a lot of times they do a great fucking job because that is a goddamn near impossible task right. to, to right. achieve. But now also they're they're working against all odds as well because, and I'm not saying that this is really, a, I don't know, but today's society is much more walking on eggshells. Uh-huh. Somebody's going to be mad about absolutely everything you do. Right. I'm not saying that, I'm just, so there's stuff that I feel like there's no middle ground anymore on anything. Uh-huh. So yeah. it's like, I don't know. I, I'm trying to phrase this correctly without sounding like I'm like anti-PC, blah, 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 blah. But like, well, like, let's look some at some of the one. shit people get mad about is like, are you fucking kidding me? And the consequences some people face are ridiculous. Like Shane Gillis getting fired before he ever got to do anything on the show. I'll, yeah. I'll take, I'll, I'll go on record and saying that I think that that was handled absolutely atrociously by NBC. Like he, look, the the video that popped up that everyone got mad at, people had a right to get mad at it. But like he, I don't know. What if he goes on to SNL and then, and it's just like, hey, I'm here. I'm not going to ever do anything like that again. I heard you. (laughs) Move on. Like, yeah, like he's, I don't know. Plus that's, that show is missing like the edge any edge at all right now it's mayonnaise it's so mayonnaise the the edgiest dude on there is michael che and yeah and and, and he's only and he's just a weekend update guy i love michael che i love and i'm i've mixed i've hit this with like mixed response but like i love the quirkiness and absurdity and awkwardness that is Kyle Mooney's shit. Sure. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to roll your eyes at it. I think his shit is just like so uncomfortable in like the best way. His stuff is funny sometimes. He also, sometimes I watch his stuff and then I get that twinge of jealousy of like this mother, uh, this motherfucker gets to do this. Like, <laughs> Like fuck him. That's not funny. That's that's just awkward. I don't know. Uh, his but I, love, but I hear his love saying. affair with Leslie Jones segments are just oh those were those were great. <laughs> those were great. I think Beck Bennett is the best overall performer on the show. Him and Alex Moffat are yes. As, yes. As far, I mean, as far as the people that aren't already stars, like Kate mm-hmm. McKinnon's a legit fucking star. 
Right. It, well, and uh, Mikey Day is pretty great also. Oh, dude, he's the best. He's one of the best uh, straight men. Yeah. Oh, he fucking sells shit. He's great. He's Love so that funny. guy. <laughs> a lot of great performers. It's just a really hard fucking job. Yeah, it's, just, it's an impossible task. And I would Which never is- want to do it. Yeah, same, which is why <laughs> when these people in the cafeteria at my old job would come up to me and be like, yo, bro, you could be on SNL? Like, no, I would like to be in a television show. Like, yeah. like yeah, I'd like I, to be like, in 200 episodes of a television show and be rich. Yes. <laughs> I, I want to work friends. I want to work four days a week and be home by six o'clock. <laughs> God. And make like... $85,000 an episode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Speaking of uh, actors and people yes. who were here at the showcase in 2011, we got and, a long and time. Of, and speaking of our new clips, <laughs> our new clips section. Uh, God, I, I hope, I just realized that we're kind of making fun of him pretty hard, but. He deserves it. Where is this clip? Here it is. All right. So we have a friend. He's a very successful playwright and actor in New York City. His name is Oscar Aaron Lee Cabrera. Uh, and he is has been, you know, like all of us, kind of holed up a little bit. He caught a little bit of the unemployment. Uh, looks like he's alone in his apartment <laughs> for the past while, which is really, really. I lose my shit. I would lose my mind. <laughs> and uh, so uh, we're going to take a look at some creative endeavor, a creative endeavor that he has embarked upon. Yeah, that's what I thought he said, because we were talking about that after lunch the other day. And, and we. This is a picture of a fish now. Blub, 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 blub. I'm trying to have a conversation. What do you want? You said you would feed me. Did the fish just talk? Yeah, that's what I thought he said. Because we so, that after. so Oscar's fish is talking to him because he has been in self-isolation. And he right made now. this video. And here's the question that we want. We want answered. We want to find out, did he buy this fish just for this video? And... Is this fish still alive? <laughs> so we're going to call him. So, yeah, we're cold calling him. He has <laughs> no clue. <laughs> no, no, man, he has no clue. Are you calling him? Uh, no. I, you call I, I him. I can call him. Okay, You cool. call him. I'm going to text him and say, answer Matt's phone call. Okay. Can you hear that? Yeah. Hey, brother, what's going on? What are you doing? So right now you're live on the Matt on Matt podcast with me and Matt Butterfield. Hey, you can't hear me. Can I say hell on live? Do what? Can I say profanities? You can profa- You can be as profane as you want, brother. It's our show. You can't hear Matt because he's in my headphones, but I'll relay anything he says to you. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> so, like, right now I'm, I'm actually doing 
while you're live with me, I'm actually live with my cast. I have a, a neurodiverse reading. No shit. On the spectrum of a play that I wrote about World of Warcraft. Oh uh, wow! So it's I'm, I just have them. I have them muted. I have them in my ear. Um, okay. Oh so no. So kind of a little discombobulated. Oh no, it's okay. It's okay. We just, <laughs> so we just we have a couple just, questions. We have a couple questions. We were discussing your TikTok. Oh, what happened with my TikTok? Uh, well, we saw it, and we wanted to talk to you about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because okay, so first I have to I have to set it up that I do have I can confirm I do have TikTok downloaded onto my phone. Okay, but I used clips. The, the nobody knows about what this app is on on iPhone, but it comes with your iPhone and it's called Clips and it's completely redundant. But you're able to record through different sources uh, onto one clip. Fucking a called Clips, I guess. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, no. Go, what, what, what so first of all, we want to say that we totally feel your pain. We don't feel your pain, but we empathize with the fact that you've been solo dolo during this whole goddamn thing. <laughs> and we want to know, A, did you buy the fish just for the TikTok? <laughs> and B, is the fish still alive? birthday present for my girlfriend who is not here right now okay in california okay um but this is the fifth fish this is about the fifth fish the fifth fish this is the fifth fish so there's a giant there's a crazy story uh we uh got these three fish guppies regular guppies uh, little river fish, tiny. You, you've seen them before. Oh yeah, uh, from PetSmart. And uh, within the first day, we had one male, two females. The females teamed up, killed the male, killed him. Hell oh, yeah! Dad. Hell yeah! Horrible. Horrible! You go and you buy this tank, and you're all excited and everything. It kill him. Oh my it's god! Dead. Heavy metal. Uh, so we're like, what the hell just happened? We take the little body out. Um, we bury him. It was really beautiful. Uh, and in New York, there's a lot of, there's not a lot of, um, real quick, where'd you bury him? Yeah, there's not a lot of places. We, uh, there's a tree, one tree, because she lives in Park Slope. There's one tree on the block. Oh, brag. And, and there's about maybe two feet, a two by two of, of dirt, uh, under and around the tree. Okay. That's where we buried him. It was really beautiful. Really beautiful. I like it. So the little guy got a good resting place. I, I dig yeah, that. He, he had a good life, I think. I think, you know? Yeah. He had two female guppies in the tank. And they literally killed him. Holy shit. Uh, well, no, so anyways, he probably died of just like natural causes. It happens all the time. We look in the tank and the two, one female is huge. We're like, what's going on? She's pregnant. Gives birth to about three little tiny fry. Probably more. They eat them. They eat the fry. So now we went from three fish down to two fish down to five fish, like back up to five fish. Um, and these little fry, we take them out and we try to keep them alive. 
the other two females die. Apparently, guppies die really quick. I don't think that's anything. I don't think it's commenting on my fish taking. <laughs> <laughs> your your fish fathering abilities. <laughs> I'm a good fish dad. God damn it! <laughs> it's crazy. We, and then one of the and you know it's really challenging being a, a fish parent. One of the little fishes was born differently able bodied. It's, it was tiny, 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 tiny. And we wanted to keep it alive so bad. Um, and, I, you know, that, you know, we, we, we were pretty successful with the other two. I think it was just complications with the, the little one. So then we're down to, to four fish. Um, Such a the thing that people story. don't tell you about fish is you have to watch, like, the water. I mean, people tell you, but it's, like, the <laughs> hardest thing. Yeah. So, it goes bad. The two females die. So we now have just two fish. They are the offspring of the fish we originally had. Oh my God. They're your grandchildren. Oh my they're God. Yeah, we have, there's lineage. There's lineage. You know, legacy. Generations. <laughs> we have those fish for a while and they last a really long time. They really do. They, they last like a couple of months. Um, oh, wow. And then they die. Well, so fucking a, dude. Was, we we paid for three. I think we got a great deal. We paid for three <laughs> fish. We got six. You know, we had a great experience. <laughs> so we had all this fish crap. We had all this fish stuff. So for her for her birthday, I went and got her a beautiful, beautiful, uh, uh, double moon. No, yeah, double moon, blue beta. They're, they have all these weird names. There's like a name that's like right. baby blue beta. And like double tail, half moon crescent beta. This one is beautiful. And that's the one in the video, right? Ask him. Blue. He's gorgeous. That's the one in the video, right? That's the one in the video. Okay. Okay. I love him. I really love him. I hope nothing happens to him. What's his name? Uh, What's his name? uh, Lord Shent. Lord Shent. Lord Shent from uh, a panda movie. (laughs) <laughs> oh okay. Kamsu <laughs> Panda. It's a uh, Gary Oldman. He's hilarious. He's he kills every role. Okay. Uh, yeah. And Lord Shen has this. He's a peacock. He has this beautiful display of of his tail feathers. Uh, since it's a, a a double tail half moon whatever beta, he doesn't have like his dorsal and his 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 back fin and his like under fin are all pretty much together so it's it's just a giant fan uh so he looks like lord shen so we call him shen um but he's great he's great me and him little buddies little buddies would beat him and he uh he, he makes little kissy faces at me um and, oh and fun fact they breathe oxygen interesting like like actual oxygen they'll put their face out of the water breathe and then go underwater. So you but can take, so you could like take him to the park. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty resilient. <laughs> I haven't killed him yet. <laughs> he's not awesome. dead yet. All right, let's that's wrap fucking it up. awesome. All yeah, right, bro. There's a bond we have, and you know, he just he's very photogenic. You know, it's father and grand or grandfather grandson, man. It's nothing <laughs> like it. Except, yeah. except I would say in this um, grandfather grandson relationship, don't take him fishing. <laughs> <laughs> I had to shield the phone. I didn't want him to hear about it. I haven't had that talk yet. Oh, that's fucking great. 
Well, hey, man, um, we'll thanks, let thanks. you go. We'll let you get back to your show. Thank you so much for picking up and being part of the show. Let's grab a drink <laughs> soon. Yeah, of course, man. Please call anytime, please. please. Ab- absolutely. And I want to have you in studio for a segment someday. Okay, yeah, I'm down. I'm literally doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll do more videos to prove it. <laughs> Dude, make it a thing. Let's please, fuck this shit up. Please do more videos. Let's make some videos together. You can come be on my wrestling show that I'm doing. Yeah, but, but you, you I, have, I have Lord Shen. You have to dress Matt other Matt up as a fish. Oh, <laughs> fuck yes. Yeah, we'll He's laughing we'll and agreeing. He's so <laughs> Matt in the tank with Lord Chen. And then you and me will have some buds and brewskis and oh. watch your children play. Let's get this shit. Let's get this right. money, son. All right, homie. I'm going to let you go. Bye, Love you. Talk Oscar. to you later. Bye, Bye. you guys. Bye, Bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Bye. Holy shit, that was incredible. That was amazing. That, that was way better than I thought it was going to be. I didn't know what it was going to be, but that was incredible. We got like a whole, like, that was like a chapter out of Game of Thrones, just going through all of the generations of the, his father was destroyed by his mother and his and her sister in a, in a, in a fit of passion and love. And they had babies, and then they ate the babies. And then they ate their children. that they deemed unworthy you see this is why he's a goddamn successful playwright yeah i know it's annoying (laughs) everything just everything is just amazing with him he's so upbeat even though he's happy (laughs) cute he's good at what he does chicks love him i hate that guy (laughs) i hate him i hate him so much i hate to love him <laughs> to to be clear, everybody, we've been really good friends with this guy for like twelve years. Yeah, I've lived <laughs> with him twice. <laughs> <laughs> Me and him worked together on multiple occasions and have been in a bunch of plays together. Oscar's a great dude. We just we had to know about that fucking fish, man. <laughs> right. And that was the beginning of our of our new section. Now here we go. Check this shit out. Check this shit. Out. Let me pull this shit up. Um, so we said that we're a clip show, and we have gotten to the clip portion of the show. And today we are taking a trip into ancient humanity <laughs> um, with this wonderful clip from the BBC. Uh, it was. It's from a few years. Actually, no, it's from CBS. It's from a few years ago. Let me make sure. Okay. So we got it here. CBS. This is the story of a mummy uh, that they unearthed and they recreated uh, his vocal tract. They wanted to know what this mummy was fat, what sounded like. So, you know, they wrote letters to get grants. Uh, There's a child sitting in the, in the, in the waiting room of this MRI machine that they use to get an image of, of the throat before they recreated it with 3d printing and the child's just waiting to use the MRI MRI machine wondering daddy can I go in and and see if the tumor's gotten smaller yet and the father turns to the kid and says no no child they're doing important scientific work in the room next door (laughs) you must wait for them to uh, uh, get a picture of this mummy's throat in order to get this wonderful clip here. Ah, shit. 
vocal cords with a 3D printer. It allowed them to produce a single sound. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's just 12 seconds. Let's do it again. <laughs> we're able to mimic Nessie Amun's voice by recreating his mouth and vocal cords with a 3D printer. It allowed them to produce a single sound. Hundred millions of dollars of scientific research <coughs> and little little boy having to wait on his MRI to get <coughs> also also Thousands of years of that guy just sitting there minding his business. <laughs> right? Dead as a buried. doornail. Buried. Not bothering anybody. And then then old fucking uh, Professor X pulls him out of the ground just to get one last grunt out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. God, that, it's, it's amazing. It's I was amazing. so... I was so prepared when you sent me that clip. I was like watching it and I was like, this is going to be so great. This is going to be, I cannot wait. And then, ah, (laughs) (laughs) well, it was for me, it was like when they said, and they were only get able to get one sound out of him. I was like, what is, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) holy shit. (laughs) Like one sound. Why? Oh, (laughs) Ah! So like the last sound he made when before he died. Yes, yes. Right before some other fucking pharaoh stabbed him in the back. Right? Because that's what they did back then. They didn't just <laughs> vote him out. They murdered everybody. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Breaking news. That video was apparently doctored. Here is the actual video. Oh, damn it. We were able to mimic Nessie Amun's voice by recreating his mouth and vocal cords with a 3D printer. It allowed them to produce a single sound. (laughs) (laughs) The internet is undefeated. Undefeated, bro. (laughs) Undefeated. That was from, uh, that's from a Twitter account called Limited Breadsticks. And the handle is at Limitless Jest. So I don't want to, I don't want to not credit them. Love it. Um, (laughs) Incredible. The internet, you know, everything is just so good if you look for the good within it. Twitter is a hellscape. Twitter is really an awful, awful place. But you find wonderful things like the mummy that screams for eternity. (laughs) Twitter is a hard community to be part of. But man, when you come across that thing that tickles your funny bone just the right way on a day that you need to be tickled, yeah, it's holy shit, it's all worth it in the it, end. It never, it never stops. It, it, it's just a constant onslaught of, of really just grade A dank memes and material. Um, and speaking of which, yes. we have another clip for you. Right here's another clip for you. This now, this one does come from the BBC. It's a little longer, so I'll, we can talk a little bit over it. Um, for some context, uh, it's about the title of the of this article is Neanderthals didn't sound quite how you would have might have thought. This is a human throat. This is a Neanderthal, and it's very squat. Probably the voice would be higher. So she's she's um, it's some professor, 
And she's sitting there with uh, some dude that looks like me whenever I was getting my BFA. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking this guy looks like an acting student. (laughs) The one that's holding too hard on voice. (laughs) She's, she's holding like two, um, uh, block purple blocks. One is like a hexagon and one is just like this weird kind of shaped thing. And apparently that's the shape of a human throat versus a Neanderthal throat. And she's sitting here with this acting student and we'll, we'll just listen up. Male human voice count over three. One, two, three. Just pitch up your voice. One, two, three. Now, we might have an idea that a, a macho sound is low, but that might be very useful, but it gets even more complex. As well as his vocal tract, our Neanderthal's strange shape would also have affected his voice. So now they're saying his shape of his body would have affected his, his voice. This is all stuff I learned while getting a BFA. And most of all, a huge nasal cavity. Oh, he's got a big nose. Big nose. That a bit of nasal gives you a lot of resonance up here. Now, the other thing that would be happening, which would actually... Did you hear that? Yeah. ...is a very heavy skull that seems to pull down into the throat there. Now, add to that the fact that they had a fantastic chest, which is a support system of breath, which can produce enormous chest resonance and tremendous power. So I imagine that they wouldn't have subtle sounds. It would be loud, very loud, or very, very loud. And we can try and get that by, I'm now going to engage Elliot by pushing to me. This is actually getting him So she's pushing into him. They're holding hands and pushing. Now let's make a sound. Just let's make a huge R. <laughs> oh wait. Let's do it again. Oh. And again. <laughs> Good Lord Almighty. God bless acting students. We will just go to no we know no bounds when it comes to just trying to get $500. Oh, yeah. And that guy, that guy too, is the, like, I'm doing my art. Yes. I'm bringing to life yeah. the <laughs> lives of the past. I am humanity's physical history. The, the history of the world is going through my body. And I'm here to bring it to you. <laughs> you know what's fucked, actually, is that he probably is that woman's, like, TA or something. Yeah. And he's probably not getting any extra money because this is, like, a publicly funded t- TV show. <laughs> yeah. This is a BBC. Yeah. Love it. Just to be on there and fucking scream his fucking head off. <laughs> oh, buddy. Those clips. Fucking incredible. We're spending... Um, these stupid science bitches couldn't even make I more smarter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So shall we move on to our next spot? It's we're all gonna die. It's our only guarantee. So just to pass the time, I suggest you listen to me. It's the Matt on Matt podcast. Recommend C. 
recommend these, everybody. Hey, what do you recommend? Oh, no, I'll go first since mine's a joke. Hey, yeah. guys, Kanye 2020. Look, um, I know it sounds like a joke. I know that you, I just said that it's a joke, but I think that we should really listen to what this guy has to say. I mean, is he worse than Joe Biden? Is he? Is he worse? Is he worse than Donald Trump? Is he? I don't know. I think that he has a superpower. At least that's what he claims it is. It's some sort of pole that exists twice in his body. Uh, it's like a bipole, like a like he's a bipolar <laughs> sort of person, and it's a superpower that he invents that he uses to make the world in Wyoming a better place. And so I don't understand why people are so up in arms about him running for a party. You know, the two-party system in America has failed its citizenry for far too long. Why can't we just listen to what he's saying? Like, uh, apparently, according to him, Bill Cosby is being held prisoner by NBC. So that's something I think is worth looking into. What did Bill Cosby ever do to NBC that NBC locked him up? Oh, um, and as you know, he's always saying that his children will never appear in pornography. He keeps saying that over and over again on Twitter. No one really assumed that they ever would, but he keeps bringing it up. I don't know why. And it's very, you know, some people might be a little put off by it, but I appreciate his honesty, you know. I appreciate that this is a man who's willing to step out of the shadows and let everybody know that he's a real man with real thoughts and he's really got two poles inside of him. I love that. I love that about him. He's not one of these celebrities who hides behind a publicist. He comes right out and says how he feels. He's a man that I, honest to God, think should just, he should be given a shot to run the country. What's the waste that can happen? What is the worst that could happen? It's like, look, he doesn't like the police. He doesn't love the police. Who loves the police? Everyone's complaining about the police. He doesn't have any police. He's just a rapper from Chicago who, you know, doesn't have any policing problems as far as I'm concerned. I think this is a man that we as a country can really get behind. There's nothing, nothing in this world's going to be better than the team of Kanye West and Netanyahu. Oh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> Too far? <laughs> All right. I just thought of a world leader. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's one hell of a world leader to pick. It's a funny name. <laughs> BB. BB. <laughs> so moving right along. Yeah, move, yeah um, just I don't vote for Kanye. Anyway, go on, go on that. Thank you. Do not vote for Kanye West. If you do, I mean... Bro, fuck you. Um, <laughs> um, I have a recommendy, uh myself and the legend Greg. Mm. We have created our very own professional wrestling network, and it's called Bach and Beery Front Row Live. We're coming to you every week from the front row. Fuck yeah. I play the character of Cheery Matt Beery, who is kind of your 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 atypical pro wrestling play-by-play commentary announcer the white meat baby face but he's also got a dark side and greg is your typical heel commentator who's a psychopath <laughs> good casting good casting where so can we you fo- out- where can we watch these where can we watch this 
So we're at Bach and Beery on Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. You can find it under Bach Around the Clock Productions, Front Row Live. We're hashtagging it, hashtag FRL. Um, we have one week of content out, a solid six minutes of six minutes of content, baby. We just did some filming the other day. We're going to have some new stuff dropping here this, uh, this coming Monday. All right. So Bach and Beery. We're getting our feet underneath us, but really it's uh, to pay homage to a form of entertainment that we love through building uh, characters that kind of exemplify what we think is great about wrestling. So that's us, Bach and Beery, Front Row Live. That's fucking dope, man. I look Love it. uh, I think I, I don't know if I followed you guys yet. I think you you followed the Instagram for sure. The YouTube channel is still, still doing a little work on the YouTube channel. All right, now, here we go. Speaking of homages that we're about to pay, we decided it's summer. We're bored. I haven't felt the touch of anybody in like six months (laughs) other than myself. Um, touch. So we are going to be paying homage for our last segment of Don't At Me, Bro. This is the uh, summer edition of Don't At Me, Bro. Getting heated with the bomb beyond insanity. So if anybody here watches or follows uh, Hot Ones, it's probably the best interview show I've ever seen. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, Sean Hayes hosts this thing. They go through a litany of hot sauces. And the worst one every single time is always the bomb beyond insanity. Let's see. What do we got here? Let's read the description. We started with hot habanero peppers and blended them with smoky chipotle peppers and natural pepper extract to create a sauce that was lab tested at uh, 135,600 Scoville units. Wicked beyond belief. Warning, this sauce is extremely hot. Keep out of reach of children. Consume... One drop at a time, and with extreme caution. So, with the extreme caution kept in mind, I have uh, put uh, gloves on my hand to handle this. I am putting mine on a salted, um, just like a chip, just like your run-of-the-mill fucking chip. I am putting mine on a Ritz cracker. I've got some milk here to the side. And I've, I've got, got some, one drop. How much is that? Let me. I don't know. I'm, See, I'm put, not sure. I don't want to. The thing is, is that I don't want to totally overdo it. Right. Do just, but I also don't want to underdo it. All right. I think that's that's more than enough. All right. Oh shit! I just accidentally. There's three drops on mine. I think I probably about the same. Okay, so uh, what we're going to do is we're going to do our normal section of Don't At Me, Bro. But right before we do it, um, we're going to eat this hot sauce. Now, I've got (laughs) milk on the standby, um, along with some yogurt and some LaCroix. Let me just... I've got a big glass of milk. I've got more crackers. And I've got what's left of my Coke from uh, lunch. (laughs) All right. All right. All right, here uh, we go. 
Let's do this. Uno, dos, cuatro. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. At me, bro. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. No. Oh my god. Oh my god. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god. Don't at me, bro. At me, Chrissy Teigen haters. Oh, you queuing on bitches. Oh my god. If you got a problem with Chrissy Teigen, you got a problem with me, you stupid bitch. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Um, uh, yeah, you assholes. You're getting your information from some fucking 4chan station. Um, you're, keep, you're making her life a living hell. It's not there. She's just some rich idiot. She doesn't deserve this. <laughs> oh, my Chrissy God. Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy Teigen does not deserve to be treated this way. She's a rich idiot. And as far as rich idiots go, she's one of my favorite rich idiots. Yeah, she's fine. <sighs> All you asshole motherfuckers can go jump off a bridge. Oh, my God. This is nuts. Why did we do this? <laughs> Holy shit. This is the worst I've ever... Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel... Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. It, just, it won't stop. Did you know that she recently blocked one million people? That's one million with two commas. Oh, my God. This milk's gone. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Ugh, this is nuts. This is... I I've feel never, like my tongue is shrinking. Yeah. I've never felt anything like this. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't care about Chrissy Teigen anymore. Why did we do this? Oh my Dude, god. This is this is pure shit. This is the worst thing. <laughs> this is the worst I've ever I love hot food. <laughs> I feel crazy. <laughs> I think I, I think I enjoyed my emergency appendectomy more than this. Oh my god. This is oh I gotta get tissue. Be careful around your eyes. Yeah, dude, every like Your breathing makes it worse. Mm. I'm calming down a bit because of the yogurt. I drink a oh whole glass God. of milk. Oh. <coughs> oh my God, that was that was insane. It still is insane. It, mm -hmm. It's still going. Leave Chrissy Teigen alone. Don't believe in QAnon. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. And don't at Chrissy Teigen, bro. She's the light of the goddamn world. Leave her be. I don't know about if I go that far, but she's a light in the goddamn world. Thank you. Well, oh. well, I guess that's the episode. Because <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do anything oh else. <laughs> I can't talk. I can't breathe. <laughs> oh my god! Tears are just pouring out of my eyes. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. Am I bleeding? No, but you're you're Oh. Oh my god.
Matt on Matt Podcast. <laughs> you can follow me on all the social media at Matt Beery yeah. zero six. Follow me Bach, at Bach and Beery uh, Front Row Live. Uh, call uh, call me by your name. No, come in a peach. Mm-hmm. No. Um, uh, sorry, just some Freudian blowjobs there. Um, uh, follow me at Butterfield at Twitterfield on Twitter at um, Matters on Instagram. Um, I'm private on, on everything right now because schools are reaching out to me and that's, even though I don't really plan on, um, anyway, it's a whole long story. Follow me on the, follow me there. Uh, email us at mattonmattpod at gmail.com. Uh, go to mattbutterfield.net, um, for any information regarding me. Yeah. We'll We'll see you next time, guys. Adios, fuckers.